Welcome back to the next phase with Steve Key podcast. Today, another of our student series today with Matthias Ho. He's a student of Humber College's public relations certificate program. Uh, now he's heading into his first internship, uh, at least in the PR world, uh, and he secured a position. He'll talk a little bit about what he's going to do in a, a few minutes. He's going to start this in a, in a couple of weeks. But before Humber, uh, he graduated from the University of Toronto with a major in poli-sci, and I have a bit of an opinion on that. Uh, born and raised in uh, my hometown of Mississauga, uh, he plays the bagpipes, and get this, he's a fourth Dan master in Taekwondo. So there's no messing with just this gentleman. Good, good, good day and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me. What part of Mississauga were you from? Or are I'm you? Born and raised right here in uh, the Heartland Town Center area here. Okay. I, uh, I grew up in Malton uh, mm. and then I uh, moved uh, to Aaron Mills. So I, I, I know the area very, very well. And, uh, you know, it's like, I guess all great communicators get their start in Mississauga and then move on to the big city. Uh, first off, I met you virtually uh, while I was judging the final news conference projects at Humber College. And I have to admit, you hear a lot of these, but I was really impressed with your approach, your delivery, your commitment to what you were trying to do. And I had to think to myself, you have a poli-sci degree, is there some politics in this young man's future? Not at the moment. I can neither confirm nor the deny would be the political answer, I guess I would say. Uh, not at the moment. No, I don't belong. I don't affiliate to any political party. I haven't really done any kind of activism like that. Not something on the cards just yet. Okay, It's just your presentation and, and, and just the way that you committed to and... and Granted, this was a role in doing a news conference, but I, I just felt you were very polished. You dressed well, you were in a suit, and you were at a podium, and I thought, okay, this guy gets it. And uh, I, I didn't know if that was from some of your training before or if you decided to freelance out there and do it, but uh, it, it did impress someone like me who has been in this business for 40 years. Yeah, I will say, I guess it's just being in that environment. You know, you've surrounded yourselves with other students who were doing that kind of stuff, who were affiliated with a political party, doing that political activism. And even just for our class, you had to watch all the speeches. You had to watch what was going on in the world. You knew who was a good communicator, who was a bad communicator, what worked for them, what doesn't work for them. And just being exposed to that environment, you really just to learn this is what works, this is what I should do, this is what my approach should be. So in that exercise there, I really just took everything that I knew, everything that I have gathered, all the information, all the stuff that I've read, I've watched, and just replicated that to, I guess, to great effect. But, but a lot of what you're going to do in the communications world, not only do I tell students that they need to write well, but they need to present themselves well. And the fact that you could stand up and do that and speak with confidence I think bodes well uh, for, for any situation that you're going to be in in the near future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you attended U of T, uh, and I'm, I'm gathering that was in a regular student program in classrooms and lecture halls, et cetera. And then Humber 
the virtual student. How tough was that? Yeah, one of the biggest questions going into the program was, are we even going to have the same quality of education? Um, being online was just a foreign concept to a lot of us. And I did find out later from my classmates, it was something that crossed my mind as well. Do we even want to defer to being back in the classroom? And I can say right now is that we received the same quality, 100%. Oh, no doubt about it. There's no doubt and, in my mind. I mean, you've got fantastic instructors at the Humber uh, PR program. And I know how challenging it is. I mean, I speak with uh, many of the, the teachers and the coordinators at different colleges. And I know that it's hard on them. It, it's not easy to teach a class in front of you know, a computer screen. And mm they're able to do it, but they bring such great knowledge and, and you know, they're, they're great contacts to continue to, um, to foster over the, over the coming years. Indeed. So you had Ashley Emmons on the show earlier uh, last week I did. and she was, she's actually a very dear friend of mine and a classmate that I met in the Humber PR program. And I can tell you right now, everything that she said was true. It was such a tight class, such a tight unit that we were always there for each other, uh, all the group projects, all the work that we had to do, even just on a personal level, all those meetups that we did when restrictions were more, um, weren't as strict, and just all the social meetups we did on Zoom, definitely played a huge part in that. Um, and something I will add on to that was, even from the beginning, we were not very competitive with each other, which is something we heard from some other PRC graduates that in the classroom, no one really wanted to be each other's friends because you guys were all competing for the same positions eventually. And we knew that. We did know that. We even said it straight up that, hey, there's 40 of us. There's 40 in the other section. And, you know, not everyone's going to get a position. But we always celebrated when everyone got a position, even if it was one that we had applied for and that we were up for we celebrated every single time somebody got one. And that was just a tight unit that just made all the difference um, this year. So important because the people who are your, your classmates are the people that you're going to continue to cross paths with in the future. It's important to keep them as contacts. I, I remember being back at Humber uh, way before you were even born. Uh, and speakers would come in and say, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. Two of you will not be here in a year. Uh, and so it was tough and it was cutthroat. And I think this, this idea of teamwork and camaraderie uh, is, is so important. What do you think the most important thing that you've learned so far is? Very, uh, very interesting question. Obviously, all the classroom work that we did was completely new to a lot of us. Um, oh, you know what? I have an answer for you. The biggest thing that I learned, and I'll start it with a quote by uh, Benjamin Franklin, even. There are three things extremely hard. Steel, like metal steel, a diamond, and to know oneself. And that was, I think, the biggest thing that I learned is that I... I knew myself better um, and that just foundationally that, you know, everything that would be built upon is if I knew myself 
So I knew I figured out my worth. I knew my worth. I knew what I could excel in. I knew what I did know, what I didn't know, what I need to learn, what I don't know what I need to learn just yet. And that was just something that just even being exposed to that this is where I stand. This is what I know I can do. And uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, it wasn't until maybe the six, the last six, seven years of my life that um, it seemed that I was going to amount to much. I can remember even at elementary school, I don't think a lot of my teachers even thought that I would even get into U of T, let alone graduate. Uh, and I'll even tell you, uh, my grade seven teacher during a parent-teacher conference with with my dad right in front of me said, uh, Matthias, I don't think you're going to pass the, the grade 10 literacy test, which is pretty much saying I'm not going to graduate high school. Uh, so just the past year even, just now I know what I can do, what my worth is, and just getting into that field, I know that I can accomplish a lot of things. And I'm... And even just knowing myself, I know that I'm not going to go in being like a hot shot that I have something to prove. I'm just going to do the job. I know my value. I know my worth. Once I do the job, I think other people will see that value 100%. So that was the biggest thing that I learned. And that's that's fantastic because the person that you become, the communicator that you will be, is going to be a little bit off everybody. You're going to take a little bit of advice from a number of different people. Yes. And if you remember, if you will always remember that teacher back in, in <laughs> middle school who, who said you weren't going to pass a literacy test. And that that's the kind of thing that always would drive me. Uh, they used to say I was a bit of a dumb jock in school uh, because I loved the athletics, but I could care less about the academics. And I finally, something clicked in my head. Yeah. And it just... It went. Now, you know, you've had to show a lot of, you know, there's a lot of discipline into, you know, reaching the levels you have in Taekwondo. So I, I gather you have a lot of personal strength that, that, that you can draw from in these situations because that takes much discipline, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was, yeah, Taekwondo was something that I was doing as a kid while this was going on, being told that I wasn't going to graduate high school. Um, the thing is, Taekwondo was something that I did with my dad. He was a rank. He was definitely ranks higher than me. He got his black belt ten years before I did. Uh, my dad was my rock, one hundred percent. Even all those failures, all those tests that I had to bring back to for him to sign that were not very good. He always sat me down, and he was the one that told me, you know, every single failure you need to learn from this. And I think it's echoes something that when Pat Sullivan was on the show about the the FQ being greater than the IQ, I, I felt like it was my dad speaking to me when I was hearing that. Um, he was the only person that ever really told me, hey, you need to build off of the failure. You need to stand up again, pull your bootstraps up and get to work again. And it wasn't <laughs> until it wasn't until like 15 years later that... Suddenly, like you said, the light bulb just went off. That's a great, a great story. This may be a difficult question uh, because you really don't know what you're going to do. But five years from now, where do you want to be? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's always a difficult question for me to answer because five years ago, I didn't think I would be here. Um. I definitely want to see myself in a position where I can 
financially help my parents. My parents are getting a little older now, and they I owe everything to them. So that's my driving force, especially getting into the workplace, is how do I help my parents? Um, along with my three older sisters and one younger, we're all in school, and they paid for all of it, all five of us, to get into university and our master's degrees and postgraduate postdocs degrees they paid for it all and i just want to be in a position to help them five years from now professionally though um i would like to see myself develop into the communicator that people say that i have the potential to be and i would hate to let them down and that's my driving force now it's not even the failures that i faced in my life it's now the people that are looking to me to succeed. And I really want to make them proud and not let them down. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be proud of you. Uh, the way you speak of your parents and the support, uh, it, it's touching. I, I love that. I love to hear that. And uh, you know, a great close-knit family. But you are going to do well. I, I, I know talent. And I've worked with a lot of people. And you you have something there, my friend, something. I'm not sure what it is, but it it stood out to the point where I reached out to speak with you on this podcast because I felt I would get something good in return, and I did. Now, if someone wants to reach out and network with you, what's what's the best way that you're taking in sort of collecting networkers, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. It would be on LinkedIn. I'm... Definitely getting a little bit more active in it. Uh, you can find me at Matthias Ho. It's the, the picture with the good-looking guy on it. M-A-T-H-I-A-S-H-O. Um, LinkedIn definitely would be the place to go. And my inbox will be open, and I'll be checking it daily. Well, listen, thank you. Um, thank you so much for this. Best of luck uh, as you move ahead on this internship. And please keep in touch with me and let me know how things are going. Definitely, Steve. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Okay, no problem. Now, uh, again, we're always looking for great stories to highlight on the podcast. We're here on uh, Buzzsprout and Apple Podcasts and a slew of other ones that uh, I, I seem to forget at the best of times. Also, check out uh, the other podcast I do, The Key to Travel with my wife, who's more the star of that one if you need to reach me you can dm me on facebook instagram twitter at steve underscore key k-e-e or linkedin or email i'll leave a link in the description thanks for listening and have a great day